Hey guys, thank you for joining us here at IED Spiritual. We're talking week 15 Major League Soccer. We're here talking Major League Soccer on a Friday night. We are live. If you guys are watching, drop a comment, um, drop a like. Let us know what you're thinking about in Major League Soccer. It could be anything Major League Soccer or U.S. Men's National Team related. We will take all that into consideration as we start our show. But Alex, the first thing of big news, it's almost a week old already. U.S. beats Mexico 1-0 to win the Gold Cup. U.S. also had climbed to number nine on the FIFA ratings by beating Mexico twice, once with the A squad, once with the B squad. They also, as a fun fact, only allowed zero goals from the run of play during the entire tournament. And let's not talk about the games. Let's talk about Burhalter. Let's talk about the system. Let's talk about the future of the United States men's national team. He's often criticized, often maligned. But let's talk about what he's done since he's been coach. Over 80 players he's brought into camp, giving some guys their first looks. He's gone, gotten dual nationals to go our way. He's brought in... Two teams, basically, the Nations, Nations League and the Gold Cup. He's looking to get a total roster come September. And what does he do? Beats Mexico twice in about a month span with an A team and a B team. One basically an MLS American All-Star team, which won the Gold Cup. And the League's Nation team, which he had most of our European players, still not our best, our number one team, and went and then beat Mexico. You beat Mexico twice in six weeks, and meaningful matches not – you know, in competitive play, yes, that is you correct. Cannot, I don't care what you say about Burhalter. You can question his, you know, MLS players from Zardis to Legette to Acosta. Why are they there? You saw why they're all there. They all perform well at a high level from MLS as MLS players, and they brought a trophy home. Uh, listen, Burhalter gets totally killed. Left a bad taste in mouth. Not qualify for World Cup. Listen, I'll say this to him, blue in the face. Soccer is cyclical. Look what happened to Italy. They didn't make the World Cup. They just won the Euros. It happens. Netherlands didn't make the World Cup. You don't think Netherlands is top twenty team in the country in the world right now? Even with even with they had uh, De Boer's coach. Yes, they are. United States ranked ninth. I'm not going to go crazy about. That. Are they the ninth best team in the world? Definitely not. But winning two major tournaments to get your arch rival in a month will make you jump up eleven spots. And the amount of young players they have under Berhalter now are playing in Europe and playing for big teams in Europe, not just like little minnows or like a second division team in Spain or something like that. Yeah. We're talking Juventus. We're talking Starting Barcelona. Starting on the championship uh, winning team for the UEFA. Yeah, what, what he's done is just – and see all the young players. Now you've seen some of the U.S. nationals now jumping over from – we're going to talk about in a few minutes a couple guys. Are jumping. This is all because of Berhalter. And let's, let's – right, right now, I have no complaints about him. His job right now in September is to make the World Cup – I don't care how you can talk about only 38% possession against Mexico twice, blah, blah, blah. He got the, the bottom line is get the one. Yes, we all want attractive soccer. Yes, we all want to look like Barcelona. It's not going to happen. We want results. He's getting results right now. He, he's right now. There's nothing we, he, everything he touches turns to gold around as a U.S. national team. What's yeah. not to like about Greg Berto right now? You can question. Absolutely. I, I remember under Jurgen Klinsmann, the, the no. thought was go play in Europe. That's what Jurgen Klinsmann said. Go play in Europe. That's not what is happening now. Now it's, you're going to show yourself and win major games, and now Europe has to sign you. It's like, it's like a different get approach. A They're getting it at a cheaper – like the same type of player, let's say a Sam Vines, we're going to talk about a few minutes. I think, well, $4 million to go to Royal Air, one of the better teams in Belgium. The same type of player that's playing in Brazil or Argentina or Italy or something like that, 
is valued much higher just because where they're from. That that is now that is changing in the United States market with all the players going to Europe and playing well. Not just Matthew Hoppy, for example. Right now, I'm here in Arsenal and Everton are looking at him. It's just it's it's great to see Berhalter has got a stamp on this. You can criticize him all you want, but right now he's getting results. That's all we want. He's, he's got one final test. He's got to get us to the World Cup. It starts in September. And I think the squad he's got, the the, 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 the bench, the depth we got, we got yeah. players we can put in different Guys are going to be hurt. The line, if you think right now is going to be in September, it's not going to happen. Guys will be hurt. He has a he has a roster now that he can – guys that can play multiple positions. He's got backups. Guys are comfortable on the international stage, winning meaningful games and meaningful matches. What's not like the, like the United States national team, the sky's the limit right now. It looks like they're going to do some damage. I'm, I'm predicting they're going to go to World Cup, and I, I really want to see them get out, of, get out of the group stage. Absolutely. I think that is all definitely on deck here. And again, for Burr Halter, it's not, hey, guys, please play overseas. It's, I'm going to show you, um, show you off, show you off in major tournaments, and now Europe has to sign these players. Let's talk a little bit about that, about how Berhalter is helping progress some of its national team players and what we saw in the locker room, because we saw a great locker room celebration. Reggie Cannon screaming, Venezia at, at uh, Busio from Sporting Kansas City. Uh, before it was official, so he was, shut up, Reggie, shut up, Reggie, trying to get him to stop uh, spoiling yeah, the news, but that's, that, yeah, that's we all a big knew one. That was happening. Yeah, we Busio all yeah, we all knew that was happening. He's going to join Tanner Tanner Testman over there, the ex-FC Dallas guys over there, American ownership. I, I'm hearing they're still looking for more young American players. They're in Serie A. They got that, that black uniform they got they just debuted is dynamite. I mean, I'm gonna, I am gonna. can't wait to check them out next year in Serie A, especially with the American players out. Again, Boozer, you saw him in the Gold Cup. He played the uh, uh, playmaking role. To me, he's got to get a little tougher. Uh, he doesn't win 50-50 balls. He doesn't win defensive battles at all. But his vision, the way he can pass, He's only going to get better at his age. So uh, going to Serie A, which is a very physical league, it's a perfect league for uh, Busio to develop his game, and I can't wait to see what he's going to do over there. And we saw with Busio during preseason asking for the number 10. He's a go-getter. He wants to get that role. He wants to be that guy. So absolutely going to take a step up there. The, the next bit of news is Sam Vines to Royal Antwerp. That is real, uh, what a, a classic Belgian powerhouse over there. Left-footed, what's about to like about Sam Vines, what he, how he showed in the Gold Cup. Likes to attack down the line. Played well defensively. Didn't really get uh, isolated. One-on-one, -on -one, he seemed to be okay. Gets faster players than him. He likes to attack. He's got a nice left foot, a nice service. He's going to do very well in Belgium, which is an attacking-type league. His offense is only going to get better over there. And he's going to have to learn defense because they play a high-powered offense in that Belgian league. So he's going to the right. You saw what happened to Miazga and McKenzie went over to Belgium. They did well. I'm expecting the same thing with Sam Vines. Good move by him. Again. Berhalter's got a stamp on this one, showing him off, and that's why now he's there. Another move will be headed uh, in the works for Tejan Buchanan from the Revolution. The rumors are uh, Club Brugge will agree to Bruce. a $7 million deal and will loan him back to the Revs. So he will still be playing on yeah. the Revolution next season, but his ownership will now be with Club Bruges. As well, New, England, as yeah, yeah, New England's got a shot at the Cup, so they're not letting him go. Carlos Hill going down with a sports turn is going to hurt them, but if you watch the goal, Club Buchanan down a left side one-on-one. -on -one. He was burning guys left and right. I mean, this guy, he, he's only going to get better. I mean, for Canada, he is going to be hes going to be a – playing against Canada, you're going to have to watch out for him. He is lightning fast down the line. Watch him against New England Revolution, what he does with Bo and Books and Hill together. That is a four that is just like, wow. And, again, well-deserving. He's going to a really good team. Yeah. Belgium, great job. Greg, uh, $7 million for a, a, a draft pick out of Syracuse University. Great job, New England. Great job, Bruce Sweeney, to bring him along. Great job, the Canadian national team showing him off, and now look, this is the result. 
When we head to uh, more local news, Jeremy Obobese from the Timbers has been traded to San Jose for one point uh, like something, this. one point seven, one point six yeah. in general allocation money. That might be the largest general allocation money deal I've ever seen in Major League Soccer for this speedster. Now he will be paired, I guess, with Cade Cowell atop the San Jose attack. Let's talk briefly about that, Alex. Yeah, well, in Portland, he's been playing. They've been putting him out as a wing. He's not really a winger. He's more of a center forward. And one of the reasons I think that's why you didn't see him on the Olympic team, one of why you didn't see him on the Gold Cup roster. He's been not falling out of favor in Portland, but the, the Savarese's tactics and his formations, Obobis, he's playing more as a winger. That's not his game. So going to San Jose, being more of a center forward, which they need. Wondolowski's on the way out. Kate Cal is more of a winger, not a center forward. I like to see those two up front. They're kind of young. That's, you know, I don't know how long Kate uh, Cal is going to be in MLS. It's only a matter of time before he goes to Europe. But this is a – San Jose needs scoring up front. This is a great move by them. Portland, again, is happy they're getting all that game. They just uh, – I think they uh, assigned somebody from Columbia, if I'm not mistaken. Or, uh, uh, I have to check my notes. But they're going to spend the money. They're going to get a, a, a proven piece up front. Good move by both teams. San Jose is going to try to make a playoff run because this is how made is probably his last year. Absolutely. And um, there were a bunch of other moves that we're going to talk about uh, briefly, but – as they come, and this is, uh, I guess, uh, trade deadline is is fast, fast, fast approaching. Actually, it might have been yesterday. We're going to bring all the newest uh, player signings, loans, and all that back to you sometime in the near future. But there are a couple of uh, puff stories we want to talk about first. Um, one we want to touch on is the Cincinnati GM resigns. Cincinnati, uh, FC Cincinnati, has not had a good go of late. They spent all this money on uh, uh, forward Brenner. That hasn't worked out. Let's talk a little bit about FC Cincinnati, Alex. Uh, they, they can't. They're shooting themselves in the foot. Coaching changes, now GM changes, but all this money on Brennan doesn't work out. Yeah, I, they need consistency in the front office. It's Yopstam seems to be that now they have the coach. You just need a general manager on the same page and go forward for a couple years together. Seems like every year they either got a new coach or a new GM. Something's going controversy left and right, and that fan base of that stadium doesn't deserve this. I mean, go out and get a real GM that understands the league, understands the salary, the crazy salary cap, GAM, TAM, DP rules that Inter Miami doesn't all understand. Get a guy here that understands you got a really good coach. You have some quality players out there. The fans deserve it. That stadium deserves it. Cincinnati deserves better. Come on, Cincinnati. Really. Do some homework. Get this next the, the, this next GM hire has to be a home run. You can't miss this time. And we saw them at Red Bull Arena this past week. Did, did not put a product on the field that anyone would be proud of watching Cincinnati. Great soccer town, and they're filling up stadiums, but that's only going to last so far. We've seen it how many times in Major League Soccer. This team needs to win. They need to win soon. Let's talk about uh, Galaxy, and this is kind of the last story I want to go before we pick our um, before I move to our next segment, and that is the Galaxy. Um, they're going to make a statue. They're going to they're going to put a statue of a player outside of Dignity Health Sports Park, and that player is Landon Donovan. Meant a whole lot to the men's national team. Means a whole lot to the Major LA Galaxy and Major League Soccer. And Major League Soccer. Landon Donovan will have a statue be immortalized outside of Dignity Health Sports Park in LA. Yeah, would, that's not surprising to me. Uh, he's he is Major League Soccer. If arguably not the, if not the greatest United States player, he's right there. I would have surprised me if the logo for MLS went to him as a silhouette like that of Jerry West in the NBA, like a Landon Donovan silhouette. He's that good. He's that popular in Los Angeles. And that statue, is, it's rightfully, you know, he helped build that stadium. So, yeah, absolutely. That's a good job on it. He had uh, 20 goal seasons in his first stint uh, between 2000 and 2008. 
um, between San Jose and LA Galaxy. Then when he came back at 29, 30, 31 from um, time overseas, came back and had 29 goals over three seasons. So he came back and did it again near the end of his career. Love to see it. And Landon Donovan will now, uh, you know, I guess get what is rightfully coming his way, which is, you know, immortalization in Major League Soccer. Absolutely. Let's talk now a little bit, a new segment we're trying out. And of course, you know, I have to mess with the tech stuff. So this is called the I-80 Sports Top Performers of the Week. Your I-80 Sports High Performance Players of the Week. We'll get that. And we have uh, three players that we want to talk about this week that had exceptional weeks. The first, Tomas Pochettino from Austin FC. Um Scored two goals in week 14. Let's talk a little bit about Thomas Pochettino and what his success is going to mean to Austin FC, a team that has not been scoring, that the DEPs haven't been working out. But you know, I think two weeks ago, Cecilio uh, Dominguez finally put two in. Now Thomas Pochettino gets his turn. Let's talk a little bit about Austin FC. I mean, the, if you watch the highlights, that fan base, when they score a goal, it's like they're winning the World Cup. That is a wild scene in Austin. Congratulations coming to MLS, that fan. The culture there with Matthew McConaughey, everything, they've come out running in there. And just It's great to see what's going on there. Again, like you said, they've had trouble scoring, but he had two goals this week. Uh, they won 3-2, to two, I do believe. Uh, Pochettino, nice nice job by them. Austin, I, I, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. I think year one, this is, you know, they're in between Atlanta and Minnesota, somewhere in that range. Nashville, like when they started, just they're kind of in that range. If they get anywhere, they might get in the eighth spot, but what's going to happen? Yeah, you know, we're talking about players. We Pochettino had two goals yesterday. One, but you can't expect Pochettino to get two goals every. They can't win without goal scoring. Now they have the the, the guy from St. Petersburg, the Argentine, coming in, Derisi coming in. I know they just have another forward waiting for a visa issue, so they have two two uh, attacking players coming. Maybe that can make a difference. They got a big game. We're going to talk about later uh, later in the show coming up this week, uh, a rivalry game. So they're going to need points of that. To me, Austin, they need consistent goal scoring up front. Pochettino scoring two, yes, but he's not a. A 15 goal. He's not a 15 type goal scorer per season kind of guy. They need somebody else to help him out. Go off to a good start, but let's see what they can do going forward. Absolutely. Pochettino um, helped score two goals in that 3 2 defeat of Houston in what will be uh, Austin's first win in the what they're calling the Copa Tejas, the uh, Texas Cup there. Next player, our uh, next performer of the week, Christian Dahomey from the Vancouver Whitecaps. Someone I talked about just two weeks ago when I was heckling you about. Brian White uh, <laughs> contributing to a win. Vancouver Whitecaps have not been too bad of late. They tied Minnesota 2-2 this week. And two goals on four shots from Christian Dahomey, someone who absolutely deserves to be in the circle for he, ID Sports Performance of the Week. He's been one of their best players and consistent players all year long. I have trouble taking Vancouver. I can't figure them out. Like, you know, every time I go against them, they get a tie or if I want to, if I decide to bet them, they lose. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of Dos Santos as a coach over there, but the homie has been very consistent. He brings a lot of stability to the team. He can score. He's fast. He's got vision. Uh, like I said, two goals this week. They're getting results. I don't think a lot of people thought they could do this week against Minnesota. It's a good job by them. I'm not expecting Vancouver going forward to be, you know, and I think they just got a new central midfielder. I think they just signed someone else. They need a lot more help than that. Like I said, they're still relying on Brian White up front. I, I don't know the Lucas Cavallini situation. I heard he was leaving, but now he's staying. I'm not sure. Uh, Vancouver, they stay, they need a lot of help over there. But one consistent thing, the homie there, right there, the way he plays game in and game A, he's a battler, he's a good player, and he's the best player. 
Absolutely. They are, uh, can only be trending up because they're on the, they're in bottom. They're in the last place. Okay. So, uh, the future can only be brighter. And let's finish up with our third top performer of the week, Graham Zuzi, who apparently still has a little bit left in the tank. Two assists as Sporting Kansas City beats LAFC 4-1. Not only two assists, they came at a great time. That is a very important game. Hey, he still got it. He still, uh, still uh, passed the ball. I think he had a yellow card in his game, if I'm mistaken. Also, I uh, watched some of his game. Sporting Kansas City, we talk about him, seems like, each week. One of the class teams in MLS, they consistently win. Veteran leadership of Graham Zuzzi from the U.S. national team. He's been a forward. He's been a midfielder. Now he's on towards the end of his career playing defense. This game, he had two assists and a 4-1 win. Of course, he's going to make the, one of our top performers of the week. Uh, great job by them. Sporting Kansas City, we're going to talk about you know picking games. Every time, every week, when you look at Sporting Kansas City, you want to put your money on them. It seems like 9 out of 10 that they're going to get a result, a positive result, and no difference this past week. The 4-1 win, great job by these guys. Those have been our I-80 Sports Top Performers. Let's head over to the I-80 Sports Toll Booth, talk about some of these games and some Major League Soccer bets we should be making this week. The I-80 Sports Toll Booth, where you can find the best bets of the week. You ready to go, Alex? Yeah. First, Mr. Underdog, hit me, hit me with your first underdog. Here we go, Mr. Underdog. Here maybe not an underdog. This is, in a way, what should be a favorite. The match is the Colorado Rapids hosting Sporting Kansas City. My mm. pick is Sporting KC plus 190. You're getting almost 3-1 uh, to one money. Plus 190 on a $10 bet. You win 19, you cash out at 29. So you're tripling your money there. And on SKC, anytime you get plus 190, I'm there. Now, Sporting Kansas City currently is 10, 3, and 4. And they've beat LAFC, Seattle, Colorado, all in their last seven matches. Rapids, on the other hand, we talked about them. They're going for it. They signed great players. Kellen Acosta, terrific, the player of the U.S. men's national team in that Gold Cup win for me, but he probably deserves a week off. I'm taking Sporting Kansas City here, Alex. Well, you know, I hate going against Colorado in the home, but they just lost Sam Vines. I know they just got Mark Anthony K in the trade from LAFC. Kellen Acosta is in Vegas partying like crazy. I don't, you know, I don't know where he's been. There's some term, not terminal. There's some changeover in Colorado, but I love that roster and I love that coach Robert Frazier. But we just talked about Sporting Kansas City week in, week out. You want to put your money on them. And this is one of the spots where I really don't like taking the road team in Colorado. But what's going on just because of the loss of the left back, the Gold Cup situation, the players coming back, all this. I don't think Sporting Kansas City had a – Luzio's gone. I don't know. You know, big deal. Uh, they're just re- – they, they were winning without him during the Gold Cup. They're just going to keep winning without I him. I would so argue like, Sam Vines leaving Colorado is a bigger deal for their team than Busio yes, leaving Kansas yes, City. Yes, absolutely. I would agree with you, too. But don't forget, Colorado went right back out and signed a left back from Brazil just to re- replace him. Big move by them right there, telling you that they're serious. They want to make a playoff run. In this case, I'm going to stay with Sporting Kansas City. He's red hot, so why not ride him one more week? Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take Sporting Kansas City in this one. For me, the difference is going to be the firepower. Daniel Shallowy, 10 goals. Adam Polito, 7 goals. Great. There's great. no one like that on Colorado. They're one Johnny piece Russell. short. Yeah. There's Johnny one Russell. piece short of being that top team. And I think Colorado Rapids have, have such a bright future. Just not this week. I think they need to take a, take a breather this week, guys. We will uh, pound Sporting KC at plus 190. Let's move on. I have said how many times that I will not bet on NYCFC or Red Bull anymore. And I break that just about every week because I'm taking New York Red Bull to beat Chicago Fire in Chicago this week. Now, Chicago and New York collectively in their last five weeks, six draws and four losses. 
No wins. Um, only uh, yeah, this six got, this points got double, out this, of those this, ten this games. Got, this got double chance written all over. This got double chance. If someone's gonna, it's gonna be this got zero zero tie written all over it. Now they both what. played to zero zero ties yeah, earlier yeah. in the week. Yeah. However, um, when I looked at these stats, one of the things that really struck me: Chicago they have a league leading seven point nine goals less than expected. And they're landing only 30% of their shots on target for New York. That number is even worse, 27.5% of their shots finding the frame. However, maybe because I'm a New York fan, because I watched them play, I know a lot of those Red Bull goals, a lot of those misses were near misses. They're right there. And I think Chicago, you can see they're missing their shots. They're missing their open shots. They're missing their breakaways. They're missing everything. While Red Bull just needs a little luck, maybe a, a wind to go in their right direction. The ball spin another inch. I like Red Bull in this game because why not? Historically, Red Bull don't win in Chicago. I can tell you that. I can't tell you the stats off the head, but as a fan going back to 96, wherever it is, Rebels do not get results in Chicago. Very rare. I don't like this game at all. I don't like betting Chicago, and I don't like betting New York Red Bulls at all. Uh, we were just at the game in Cincinnati. What a snooze fest that was. They have no creative midfield play. There's no Kaku replacement. The forwards aren't hitting. Uh, no center back. I know they just signed somebody from Uruguay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Chicago, I think they just sold, they sold Frank Kowski to France. They just lost him this week. Uh, this is a game. I don't. I'm not. I, I don't like this game at all, Bob. To me, to, to me, I'm doing a double chance of this. So I'm picking a tie. I, I can't pick a winner. This both see, both teams can't. They can't seem to get out of their own way right now. And you know, this it's either got zero zero. One of these teams winning five nothing this week. I'm going to lean towards the zero zero. I'm not going to touch this one. Now, my original bet was actually to go with Chicago because of their aerial ability. But once I looked at these poor finishing stats, I thought, who's going to be the game changer? You know who the game changer is going to be? Carlos Coronel in goal for New York Red Bull, who has been outstanding, probably the standout player of the year for New York. We got two new strikers, Klamala and Fabio. They score in bursts. You can't say they, they've scored. They've had some very good games they're better, together. They're better they've than Tom up. Barlow and Brian White. Yes, they are. There you go. Yes, so are. we're yes, moving on. Are. Red Bull again. They are plus 190. Those are two straight plus 190 bets. And we're going to finish up now, and we're going to talk about, well, I guess this is the third leg now of the Copa Tejas. FC Dallas is hosting Austin FC. FC Dallas, plus 110. You're getting better than even money. Yeah, I would have been fine on easy even money. I would have been yeah. gone fine on minus money. But the yeah. fact that you're getting plus 110 on this, I'm signing up for it. that all I, I don't day it. long. Yeah, I don't understand it. Uh, to me, this is one of the best bets of the week. I, I love Dallas in this game. Dallas at home, especially in this rivalry type game. Uh, I don't you know. We just talked about Austin having difficulty scoring. Ricardo Pepe has been on fire for FC Dallas. All that young talent, they still, you know, they lose guys. They just replace them. I know they're off to a little slow start. FC Dallas. But when Dallas is at home, they're usually very good in this game, especially in a rivalry game. I'm definitely taking Dallas this game. I wouldn't even hesitate. I'm and definitely- to be clear, FC Dallas playing well at home has nothing to do with fans being in the stands. Yeah, um, there won't be that. They will be outnumbered by Austin FC fans. Maybe they just like sleeping with their own pillows. They do play better at home, whether or not the support is there. And I think in this game, there's going to be maybe three to one Austin FC to Dallas fans. Like it's going to be that stark, Alex. It doesn't matter. Ricardo Pepe is going to pepper Austin. So I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking FC Dallas this where we with confidence in this one. This, this might be my best bet of the week. 
Austin FC has turned it around as of late, but we can't forget about their offensive woes all season long. Um, you know, you just had FC Dallas use youngsters, Pax and Pomacall and Jesus Ferreira hey, to beat Sporting KC, to yeah, beat Sporting KC, the team that we've talked good. about all episode mm-hmm. long. Key to the match here, I think it's going to be, you know, just FC Dallas. They have the depth. They got, you know, um, Ricardo Pepe has scored eight goals already, but then they have Jesus Ferreira, Jadir Obreon, who I've talked about multiple times on this show, Franco Jara. They could possibly all three be coming off the bench this now, week. Pomigo, you just mentioned it. He's back. It looks like he had a great goal last week. It was last week. He had a nice blast at the top of the box. Seems to be over his hip hernia surgery. This is one of the guys that we thought was going to be on a Gold Cup U.S. national team. He got sidetracked with a lot of injuries. I'm glad to see him slowly coming back. Uh, I love it. Pre-injury, I love Paxton Palmer. We talked about him last year a lot. I think he's the key to Dallas getting climbing up in the standings. He seems to be back to his old self, what I saw last week. He just, I guess fitness is an issue right now. But getting back to this game, Dallas, I would even, without hesitation, I would put my money on Dallas this game. Now, there is one more game that we're not betting on because this is going to be yeah, our, our game yeah. to watch of the yeah. week. One yeah. of the games we're all looking forward to, New England Revolution hosting the Philadelphia Union. Mm. Alex, just take us away on that for just a, a little bit. Uh, two of the premier MLS teams, especially Eastern Conference, definitely going for MLS Cup. I still think New England Revolution that much better, even without Carlos Hill being out with a, a sports hernia. We just talked Buchanan, Buxa, Bo. Tremendous. Now you go to Philadelphia, again, solid team. If not the best goalie, second best goalie lead behind Matt Turner and Andre Blake. Defense is good. Uh, Flack they brought in from Germany replaces Aronson. Great job. Still have Santos. Still have Shabilko. Still have Bedoya. This is Gazdag now stepped up this past yeah, week with a goal and assist guy, against you know, Toronto. The and then uh, they just signed two young South Americans to, to little, get a little youth there. I don't know what's going on with Montero. I heard he wanted out. I think he's still there. I, that was a weird situation. We're going to have to monitor that as we go forward. But in this game, I don't like that Carlos Hill is out. However, New England to me is the class of MLS right now, especially in the Eastern Conference. I'm going to, I'm not betting this game, but if I'm going to have to take a winner, I'm going to have to, I'm going to lean towards New England as well. New England for me, absolutely. Philadelphia, you know, they play to play narrow, but New England Revolution with Daywan Jones, who we saw at Red Bull Arena, just open the entire game. Uh, Brandon Bayi open the entire game. I think that the New England Revolution is going to spread the field, make Philadelphia spread their formation, um, exploit them, maybe hit them on the counterattack. They still got Adam Buxo, one of the best uh, headers in the game. And I think, uh, you know, with Gustavo Bo, they make a great tandem. You're going to maybe see a little uh, Tejon Buchanan up top because yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, he is loaned back to his old team. Troustison, Polster, Captoom. I mean, any player here on Revolution, I That's would take hard. as a starter on Red Bull. Anyone? Okay. Do we, do we, I don't think we have time to talk about the Rebels. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't because we are finished now. Yeah. This is week 15. We talked a little bit about the men's national team. You got our high performance players of the week. You heard from the uh, ID Sports Toll Booth. Got our best bet picks of the week. Alex, is there anything left on your mind? No, we, we got the All Star game coming up. And I think the Nations Cup is coming up. The top you know, eight MLS teams or four MLS teams between the Mexican teams. The final is going to be in Las Vegas. We'll mention it, but it's you know not that not that serious. USB to Mexico in the Gold Cup and the Nations Nations League is the most important thing, and that's all I really really care about. <laughs> Absolutely, me too. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us, and thank you for watching IED Sports. 